Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month. This allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website and it has not been tampered with by a third party like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, so use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the way of crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Cryptocast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns, and I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website if you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link. You can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto podcast. We have a ton of stuff to go over. Jerome Powell spoke yesterday, causing the markets to go through a minor crash. I think but over a trillion dollars was lost out of the stock market yesterday. Jerome Powell essentially said nothing, just a hawkish tone like we said on yesterday's podcast. Uh, trainers will watch, the market watches everything Jerome Powell says. Uh, it goes through it with a fine goes through what he says with a fine-tooth comb and even reads into his tone. And uh, the market can crash on Jerome Powell's tone, believe it or not. Uh, so if you're listening to this, if you're new to trading, if you're new to crypto, that's what happened yesterday. Jerome Powell spoke, said essentially nothing, but his tone was hawkish, uh, and that caused the market to drop Bitcoin by about a 1000 bucks. Right now sitting at, uh, yeah, a little over a 1000 bucks. That's sitting at $20,240 right now. Yesterday when we started recording the podcast, I think it was at 20700 uh, but that was, yeah, about 24 hours ago or so, maybe a little less than 24 hours. I think yesterday we recorded a little later, but it wasn't just crypto that suffered yesterday. It was the entire market. Like I said, the stock market lost about a trillion bucks uh, on essentially no news whatsoever, just that the Fed will remain hawkish going into September. We're looking at another interest rate hike in September. How many basis points is unknown. However, most expect around uh, a half a basis point, around 0.50%. I think 0.75% may surprise a lot of people. I don't know if that's actually priced into the market or not. We'll have to wait. Uh, we'll find that out, that information out. Uh, September 15th, around the same date as the merge. I, I don't think it's the same day. I think I'm slightly off. Uh, maybe September 13th, September 12th, something like that. 
but it is very close to the date of the merge is when we'll find out when the next interest rate hike is and how much, uh, or sorry, when we'll find out how much that interest rate hike is. However, I think most are expecting about a 0.5% hike, and I'm pretty sure that's priced into the market at this point. But we'll find out in a couple weeks. We don't have that long to wait, fortunately. fortunately. Let's get into market stuff. I'm recording this podcast on a Saturday. I'm going to do a Saturday-Sunday show because I miss Wednesday-Thursday. So we're going to make up for that this week. Currently, Fear and Greed Index sitting at a 28. Still in fear. Not much of a significant drop since yesterday. However, I do see this dropping again today. We'll probably hit go into the... uh, You know, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say we're going to hit 21 for Fear and Greed Index tomorrow. Uh, Last week was a 29, last month was a 32, and about two and a half weeks ago now, we actually slipped into neutral for about 12 hours. So market sentiment was not negative for about 12 hours, quickly pushing back into fear out of that neutral territory. It didn't take us long. We'll get into market stuff in uh, just a second here. A little bit of a coffee break there. Bitcoin sitting at 20243 bucks down, almost 5% on the 24, almost 5% on the 7-day. Ethereum's at $1,507 down, almost 8% on the 24, down almost 8% on the 7-day. BNB's at 283 bucks down, 4% on the 24, down about 1% on the 7-day. XRP's at $0.33, cents down about 5% on the 24, about 2% on the 7-day. Cardano's at $0.44, cents down 4% on the 24 just had another significant drop there, down about 2.38% on the seven-day. Solana's up 32 bucks, down 7% on the 24, about 13% on the seven-day. Dogecoin's at six cents, down 6% on the 24, 9% on the seven-day. Polkadot's at $7, down about 5% on the 24, and about 5% on the seven-day as well. Shiba's down about 8% on the 24, about 7% on the seven-day. Matic is at 80 cents. Up 2% on the 24 and flat on the 7-day. Matic is doing okay here uh, in this market crash, if you want to call it a crash. Really, it has. It's really, over the last two months, we've had, uh, over the last month, I should say, we haven't had a whole ton of volatility. So uh, I guess this market, these market conditions we've suffered over the last 24 hours would count as extreme volatility, even for crypto, just because we've been relatively flat over... Uh, the short term here. Ethereum Classic is down 7 point, yeah, 7.18% and down 1.49% on the 7-day. That 7, 7% drop is on the 24-hour and it's currently sitting at 33 bucks and 52 cents. Near Protocol pushing $4 down 5.23% and 10% on the 7-day. I think that's going to wrap it up here. EOS, not a lot of movement, actually down 13% at uh, $1.50, but still up 16% in the seven-day. Yeah, so that's going to wrap up our market stuff. Bitcoin is not looking great. However, we've been here before in the uh, very recent history. The next story, the first story we're going to talk about today is the big news of the last 24 hours. That is, the big news is Jerome Powell's tone during the Federal Reserve Uh, meeting, believe it or not. Uh, So let's get into this together. This is from Decrypt.co. And the title is, as we've all experienced, if you've had a look at your portfolio over the last little bit, Bitcoin has tanked after Powell says the Fed may keep raising interest rates. Uh, So like we said before, this is a nothing burger. We expected the Federal Reserve to continue raising interest rates 
into September and October. Their goal, their end goal, if I remember correctly, is about 13.775 basis points in total. So they're going to continue raising until they hit that goal, maybe above it, maybe below it. They, uh, they're the only ones that know that for sure. But they're not stopping anytime soon. Uh, we have at least a few more months of interest rate hikes and then potentially some kind of re reversal or uh, dovish, dovish position uh, if there's not a reversal. Uh, so let's talk about this here. Federal Reserve Jerome Powell said interest rate hikes may continue to rise in order to tame inflation, leading to a crypto market sell-off. Who wasn't expecting this? I don't know. However, the markets as we've said before, are extremely neurotic. So the smallest little news story will cause a massive fluctuation in the market. Something to pay attention to, so don't, uh, it's really hard to trade off little news stories. And uh, unfortunately, because we're in a bear market here, put good news will not send that price up. So uh, one of the real big tells of being in a bear market or a bull market, when you're in a bull market, good news will send that price Bad news will cause small little dips here. In a bear market, good news will have no impact on price whatsoever. However, minor bad news will have a significant impact uh, in the negative direction, in the wrong direction, unless you're shorter um, of the market. The Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin took a hit this morning, falling near 20,000 after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said the U.S. Bank, Central Bank, May keep raising interest rates. At the time of this writing, the biggest cryptocurrency by market cap was trading roughly 20600 according to Game, uh, CoinGecko. So right now, that's kind of irrelevant, I guess. They're going to go over price action. And uh, that is it. So the biggest news story of the day, Jerome Powell said that he may, and I interpret this as will, keep raising interest rates over the next few months. This caused the market to take a dump. Uh, unfortunately here, this article I found really, really interesting. The median U.S. home is expected to drop to four Bitcoin by the end of 2024. The title of this article is predictable. Uh, I guess predictable may be the wrong choice of words, but predicting in the future that housing will be priced in Bitcoin or will, will at least have a relation that people think of in relation to Bitcoin itself. Uh, and I tend to agree with this. I think that real estate will be one of those things over the next couple of years as real estate drops in value and Bitcoin raises in value. The adoption curve of Bitcoin goes up on that hockey stick curve that we always talk about. I think that real estate will be one of those things priced in Bitcoin or people will at least want to think of it that way because you're going to be selling or borrowing off of collateral raised by uh, raised by your Bitcoin to purchase those homes in the future, at least for those of us crypto holders here. So let's get into the article. Real estate has always been a desired asset worldwide, while other assets, classes like stocks, bonds, commodities, and precious metals, and crypto are, traffic, are attractive to specific segments of the population at certain times. They do not have the same universal appeal as real estate. Yeah, because real estate is uh, serves the primary function of shelter for us. And it's just uh, through, I think there's something kind of instinctive in us as humans that we want to live in a nice castle. I think that's uh, instinctive inherently in us. And uh, we don't have that in same instinct with uh, in connection to our stock portfolios or crypto portfolios 
we have uh, just an inherent connection on the spiritual realm, let's say, uh, to our home. Uh, that's why that home is so uh, important to us. For the average consumer, home ownership is the goal. For the wealthy and business savvy, expanding real estate portfolios and identifying profitable opportunities are the main objectives. Regardless of where a person falls on the spectrum, real estate has always been a hallmark of the global asset market. But the dynamics of home ownership are changing. It's more expensive than ever for people to turn their dreams of buying a house into reality. I see this dropping uh, 100% with the interest rate hikes. So it's so cheap to borrow money. Why not? Uh, why not borrow money from the bank when it's costing them money to lend that to you and then put it in an appreciable asset like real estate? How could you not do that over the last few years here? However, uh, with interest rates hiking and it getting more expensive to borrow, I do see, do see the price of homes dropping dramatically. And uh, a lot of real estate price analysts would agree with me and they see actually an upcoming crash similar to what happened into crypto and stocks coming. And uh, the real estate, market, real estate market tends to lag behind crypto and, uh, and crypto 100%, of course, crypto is the early mover, uh, but lags behind all the markets, including the stock market by about six months. So as we see these interest rates, interest rates hike, we expect to see that property value decline because it's more expensive to borrow money to buy that property. Uh, anyways, let's get back to the article here. The prospect of home ownership may become unattainable, unattainable, which I don't agree with. I think it's going to go down. I think prices are going to go down. However, interest rates that you're paying on the mortgage that you're getting are going to go up. So that may have some kind of balancing effect in uh, in the way people think of their mortgages like uh, the relationship to monthly payments that they're making on them. So ten people tend to think of their mortgage in the price of monthly payments and not necessarily uh, the the value of their property growth over time. Uh, if I'm not uh, making this too confusing for you, let's get back to the article before I before I really confuse you here. It may be a different story for Bitcoin holders, however. This is where this article gets interesting, and I very much agree with the relationship to Bitcoin and homes that they're making in this article. While the medium housing price in the U.S. currently stands at roughly 16 Bitcoin, that's at uh, Bitcoin's current price of around 20,000, let's call it that. Analyst Tur Demeester anticipates that this will drop to four Bitcoin by the end of 2024. So this is taking into account that Bitcoin will go up in value over the next few years, which I very much agree with. I wouldn't be in it if I wasn't. And that housing will come down in value due to the interest rate hikes. The relationship between one Bitcoin, how much of a house one Bitcoin will get you is going to rise significantly over that time. And uh, to say that it doesn't predict uh, exactly what Bitcoin will be worth in that time, but you can crunch some numbers, uh, I guess, and predict that. A medium house in the U.S. is currently priced at around 428000 bucks. That's where that 16 Bitcoin comes from, which would work out to roughly 20 Bitcoin at the current trading price of 21K. Dempster's forecast is obviously dependent on the strong recovery price of Bitcoin, which is around 70% off its November high. Yeah, so uh, anyways, I think this article is really interesting. I think it's very uh, kind of dipping its toes into the future here a little bit, and that houses... At some point, real estate as a whole will be priced off Bitcoin because uh, both are going to be seen as the hard asset they are and they're going to be compared to each other. And as Bitcoin holders, we're going to be selling our uh, selling our sats or borrowing against it to purchase that Bitcoin. And that's just where, where our minds are going to go. We're going to price those homes in Bitcoin. Uh, next 
article we're going to go over is Coinbase will consider listing Ethereum forks following the merge. So there's been a lot of chatter about uh, Ethereum forks staying proof of work. Uh, the proof of work army versus the proof of stake army right now we're battling. And uh, I think it's USDC has said they will not support any fork. They're going to stay with proof of stake on Ethereum's main fork. And uh, however, we've seen the price of Ethereum Classic in relation. When all this chatter kind of started, Ethereum Classic is Ethereum's original fork, I guess you could call it, and will stay proof of work. And we've seen that price just escalate over the last three or four weeks or so. Uh, so there is going to be a little bit of a battle here on uh, what forks are supported and what aren't. Uh, and things may get a little complicated for a little while. Time will tell because the merge is the merge is coming up real fast and furious in uh, a little over two weeks here. Let's go over what Coinbase is considering by saying that they may support Ethereum forks. Uh, I'm assuming what this means is proof of work forks. The announcement from Coinbase comes off comes as Ethereum or sorry the ticker for this is ETHW. I don't think we've mentioned that on the podcast before. The announcement from Coinbase comes as ETHW. A proposed proof-of-work Ethereum alternative has plunged 93% in daily trading volume. Not sure why. Uh, we do have, like we do have Ethereum Classic as well. Uh, however, this fork is different. With Ethereum's long-anticipated merge just around the corner, crypto exchanges are now having to decide whether to support a controversial attempt to resist the transition. Very controversial. And... Uh, can't say how I feel about this, uh, to be honest. I do tend to prefer proof of work. I see it as um, the more secure option. Ethereum, Bitcoin, they've had none of, they haven't had any hacks. They've had nothing go down in the time that they have been around. Uh, and when I say they haven't had any hacks, I mean on the network itself. Uh, proof of work has kind of shown over the last almost decade of how reliable it is and now we're moving to something that is shown to be not so reliable however ethereum has never taken on proof of stake so we don't know what ethereum's proof of stake looks like however we do know what their proof of work looks like and that is very secure uh relatively fast however it's expensive and also energy consuming on thursday america's largest crypto exchange signaled it may be willing to do so uh, may be willing to aid these people resist that transition to proof of stake is what I am interpreting this meaning. Coinbase will consider listing forked proof of work versions of Ethereum as they arise post-merge, the company announced in a blog post. This is in quotes uh, from Coinbase. At Coinbase, our goal is to list every asset that is legal and safe to list so that we create a level playing field for all the new assets being created in crypto while continuing to protect our customers stated the company. In an updated portion of a statement first published on August 16th, should an ETH proof-of-work fork arise following the merge, this asset will be reviewed with the same rigor as any other asset that is listed on the exchange. I tend to agree with this position because we just don't know. So we go through, all tech goes through um, bumps and evolutions in the road. However, we don't know where we're going to end up. So uh, yeah, Ethereum could uh, have a super successful move in a proof of stake. And a lot of these proof of work forks kind of go by the wayside. And I do see this as the most likely scenario for Ethereum and the future of crypto. However, it is so hard to predict 
the future of cryptocurrency. Think of how big that is and what that entails. Uh, so it is important to keep these alternatives such as proof of work forks and of Ethereum in the back of our minds. We just don't know what the future holds. We can make assumptions and we have our own individual hopes based on our own biases and past experiences and all that kind of stuff. However, the uh, I think it's important to keep an open mind and realize that we just can't predict where this is going. And it's important to uh, still list these tokens that are based off of a proven strategy like proof of work. It's, it's proven that it's a secure method. Yes, it's costly and energy consuming. However, uh, when you're talking about financial rails, uh, it's really important. It may be worth that energy expenditure and it's something important to keep in mind. That's kind of how I feel about uh, proof, of, proof of work, proof of proof of stake. Proof of stake, uh, in theory, I think is fantastic and I really hope it does work out for Ethereum. However, until that is proven, it's important to keep supporting proof of work as well. Until we know where this is going, let's support both. Why not? There's lots of different chains out there right now. Uh, next story is Shark Tanks. Kevin O'Leary says Bitcoin won't break 25,000 until one major thing happens. This is from the Daily Huddle. Kevin O'Leary, I do like him. I think he's a good person to watch. However, he's wrong often about uh, things in the crypto space. However, let's dig into his opinion because everyone's right sometimes as well. Shark Tank investor Kevin O'Leary is casting doubt on the ability of Bitcoin to rally above the $25,000 price level until prevailing until the prevailing conditions. We want to find out what those conditions are here, though. O'Leary says in a Stansberry Research interview that the price of Bitcoin is stagnating because of lack of cryptocurrency regulation. He's always pushing for regulation. I kind of figured he would talk about this. Usually he attributes the price of $100,000 to Bitcoin when talking about regulation. Uh, however, he is extremely financially motivated for uh, the U.S. to step in and regulate the, sh the crap out of crypto. So, so I think it's important to take things uh, that Kevin Leary says with a grain of salt. I see uh, Bitcoin easily pushing back 20, easily pushing back to 25,000 into the $30,000 mark with a little bit of, uh, I guess, relaxed interest rate hikes. So as soon as there's any kind of tone from the Federal Reserve, stating that they are going to relax these hikes, maybe have a rate decrease over the, in the next six months, eight months. A lot of people are predicting that, including myself. Uh, I think that will easily push Bitcoin over $20,000. It actually needs no regulation to get over that $25,000 mark. However, to hit 100, 100 grand for per Bitcoin, I do see some uh, regulation in Bitcoin's future, that's for sure. Uh, so let's read what he says exactly. We want policy. This is in quotations, I should mention, in quotes from Kevin O'Leary. We want policy, particularly those of us that work in the financial service, because we think it unlocks the power of institutional investors' interests in crypto. So we need the policy to get there. I'm going to predict that crypto and particularly Bitcoin will be locked between 20000 and 25000 until we get policy. I don't see this at all unless that policy is coming sooner than... Uh, we know unless he knows something we don't it's not going to go anywhere because there's not enough buyers you need to tap trillions of dollars being managed by sovereign wealth and they are not going to buy bitcoin until there's regulation uh, well we just looked at blackrock opening up its software aladdin into the crypto space for their uh, for their in industry clients so uh, i just see this as I see Kevin O'Leary in crypto. I don't know. He seems kind of short-sighted. He's not orange-pilled. That's 100% the case. 
he sees it as I think uh, I think he sees crypto as merely numbers go up, which is there's nothing wrong with that, and that's how I got into the space, and I'm guessing that's how a lot of you got into the space to begin with. However, I don't think we need to be as heavily regulated as he anticipates to go up what 10%, 15% in price. I just don't see that. Crypto is not yet a real real asset class because it hasn't been regulated. So for all the excitement about it, and one of the reasons I'm long is I believe over the next two or three years, we will get regulation. I believe that as well. Uh, however, I think we're going to go up significantly before we even hit this hit this regulation. And then finally, we can get institutional participation, uh, which I agree as well. However, I see us... Uh, I see this as a little further down the road, and uh, I see Bitcoin at a higher, way higher price tag before in de- uh, before institutional players are able to get involved. I see them missing the boat a little bit just because they're not able to react as quickly as we are, uh, and it's just going to be small, small and in- small industries and small institutions that are getting into crypto at these nice little prices, and the real big ones like BlackRock as well. I believe they're going to get in real soon as well. Uh, right now, they're just setting up the, um, uh, what would you call it? I guess setting up the system. The system is being placed to allow their uh, industry institutional clients to buy Bitcoin from Aladdin. However, it's not quite set up yet. I do think that's going to happen relatively soon. They'll get a chance to purchase at these levels, but a lot of these institutions are just not going to get that chance. Um, Anyways, moving on here. People forget that 70% of the world's wealth is tied up in pension and sovereign wealth funds. So if they are not allowed to buy the asset class, there's no underlying bid. Okay with this. Uh, It just doesn't take so it doesn't look the market cap of crypto is a trillion bucks. It's under a trillion dollars. It doesn't take um, pension funds and sovereign wealth funds to move that needle up 10%, 15%. We're so small comparatively to uh, the rest of the financial system that it just doesn't take that amount of capital. If we're talking about pension funds and uh, sovereign wealth funds getting into crypto, and uh, we're talking about the price of $25,000 Bitcoin, if we're talking about that kind of movement and that kind of influx into crypto as a whole, Bitcoin is immediately at hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, should you see that get involved. And yeah, I do believe we're going to get there. I think he's 100% right. It's going to take regulation to get there. However, we're still going to find that $34,000 $40,000 price tag without any form of regulation whatsoever. We're going to find that uh, again is what I believe. And there's one reason, I'm going to continue on with this quotes here, and there's one, that's one of the reasons we can't get crypto past $24,000 yet. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I see uh, as pension and sovereign wealth funds coming into crypto, Bitcoin is at hundreds of thousand dollars. Uh, it's got under a trillion market cap right now. Next story, Dogecoin co-founder rejects a $14 million offer to promote a much-hyped project Dodge Chain. Dodge Chain I have not heard of before this morning when I was looking at the daily 24-hour news stories to talk about in the article. So we're going to talk about this a little bit. It's not an overly long article. I don't want to promote Doge chain at all. I don't know what it is. I don't suggest you buy it, uh, but we're going to talk about it here. The creator of popular mean token Doge is rejecting an offer worth millions of dollars in digital assets to promote an unofficial offshoot crypto project. Billy Marcus, co-founder of the Doge theme crypto asset, has rejected an offer of 10 billion Doge worth about $14 million at the time of this writing to promote Doge chain, a blockchain project that aims to bridge the gap between Dogecoin and Web3. 
may be interesting. I'm replying to the Twitter user who broke uh, the news. Marcus says, there no one really cares. Anyways, if rejecting the officer offer avoided betraying the Doge community because people just assume he got rich off creating Doge or running pump and dump schemes. He's right there. He would get accused of that 100%. As stated by user V, Billy was offered to get 10 billion Dogecoin from Dogechain to promote their project. That is, at the current price, $14 million. Turning down this much money to avoid betraying your community is worthy of our deepest respect. Uh, yeah, and I agree with that. And uh, he's not a sellout. Billy Marcus has showed himself uh, a few times now to really not care too much about money. However, uh, I don't know what is not worth this. So here it could already be worth hundreds of million dollars. I'm not really sure. I'm not trying to discount anything, any action he uh, took by refusing to promote these odd projects. And I don't even know if Doge, uh, Doge Chain is a bad project. If they want to uh, bridge the gap between Dogecoin and Web3, I do, I've been using Web3 more and more and it does exist. Uh, contrary to common belief, uh, we actually just constructed our first Web3 website, thewayofcrypto.crypto. However, it's super small because you can only use this on a Web3 capable browser if that browser is not using the Unstoppable Domains plugin. So you can access it on Brave or Opera and that's it. So no Google, no Firefox, no uh, Edge browser or I'm probably forgetting other browsers. However, you can't use it on any of those browsers without the uh, Web3 plugin by Unstoppable Domains. So yes, it's small. Web3 is growing, it is usable, there is a use case for it. See more and more, I use Brave Browser uh, and uh, I like their basic attention token as well, Brave Browser's basic, basic attention token. So there's lots of little use cases that I'm using daily for Web3, maybe not so much you. To bridge the gap between Doge and Doge, Doge Chain, maybe this is a positive, not really sure. I haven't looked into the project, however, uh, I respect that the co-founder of Dogecoin if he's going to promote something, I'm assuming he's just not going to take money for that promotion, which I do respect. Uh, next thing, Eminem and Snoop Dogg are performing their Board Ape Yacht Club related song at the MTV Music Awards. Eminem, I didn't know he's a board. I didn't know he's an NFT guy. Snoop Dogg is very widely known that he's an NFT guy, and they're going to promote some NFT stuff during the MTV Music Awards by including a song about Board Ape, or at least related to Board Ape Yacht, Board Ape Yacht Club. Uh, are they trying to pump their own pegs? Maybe. Polygon Community says Ethereum Merge is good news. So there's been a lot of fear about Matic and whether Matic will still be useful after the merge itself. Um, so let's talk about that here. Highlight With the highlight, highly anticipated Ethereum Merge fast approaching, team behind the Layer 2 scaling solution, Polygon, has asserted that Ethereum's upcoming transition to proof-of-stake consensus is good news and will not limit Polygon's capabilities. That's where a lot of the fear goes. Matic has been performing really strongly. I think Matic is, who like I see it as one of the top three projects other than Bitcoin and Ethereum right now. And uh, I think they have a real bright future. This is non-financial advice, of course. I'm not saying to go into Matic. I actually... Don't hold a bag of Matic other than what I use to participate in the Web3 environment. I don't hold any Matic. However, I want to, and uh, you know, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'm uh, waiting for the opportunity, I guess, right now. It's probably right in front of my eyes. However, I haven't dipped my toes in yet. 
But I see Matic and uh, Polygon as ma- just having massive, massive potential. So we're going to talk about what's next for what's next for Matic here. While many investors are concerned about the future of Polygon after the merge, the Ethereum Foundation has clearly stated that the protocol will always depend on layer two scaling solutions, which uh, Polygon is, to solve the blockchain trilemma challenges on Ethereum. According to the Polygon's team, the future of layer two scaling solutions are Ethereum and Ethereum are symbolic symbiotic sorry not symbolic that would be bad if it was symbolic but symbiotic noting that its recent innovative tool uh, polygon zk evm would help scale transactions at a cheaper cost and improve speed the team also noted that polygon's suite of scaling solutions the project would be ready to onboard more users to the ethereum network after the merge okay so it didn't really go into specifics but we'll be following this because i think it's going to be more and more talked about I think people really do see the uh, that Matic is uh, one of the big ones that has potential to be one of the real big ones coming into the next bull market. Non-financial advice, of course. I don't hold any Matic. I'm not trying to pump my own bags whatsoever. I have no bag in Matic. Uh, let me look at my holdings of of Matic right now. I'm going to do this live uh, on the live on the air. I guess not live because I do pre-record this show. Right now, I have 18 Matic, 18.83 Matic, enough for gas fees and uh, doing some stuff here. So I do want to increase that bag size, though, in the future. So I guess talking about Matic in a positive light is negative for me because it could cause the price to go up a point zero 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 one percentage. Oh, when you guys all dump all your uh, dump all your DCA into Matic here after listening to my advice and taking it as financial advice, which I am not. Uh, last story of the day, Afghan authorities arrest crypto traders and shut down 16 exchanges. Didn't know Afghanistan had any policy whatsoever on crypto, so I found this kind of interesting. Afghan authorities arrested crypto traders and shut down 16 unnamed trading platforms in the country's western Herita province in the past week, according to reports by Ariana News. The move comes from just three months after Afghanistan's central bank imposed a ban on crypto trading in the country. The bank says crypto was banned because it caused a lot of problems and is being used to scam people. So I guess uh, their currency in Afghanistan wasn't used to scam people. I guess it's just a crypto thing. Uh, Seems legit, right? Afghanistan crackdown on crypto exchanges. I'm going to mess up this name for sure. Saeed Shan Sadat, head of the criminal investigation at the police headquarters in Herat, said the move to shut down the exchanges was taken in response to the ban. Uh, So Afghanistan's bank or central bank stated in a letter letter that the digital currency trading was causing lots of problems and scamming like we talked about. Therefore, they should be closed. We acted and arrested all the exchanges involved in the business and closed their shops. According to authorities, 13 people for trading, 13 people for trading cryptocurrencies have been released on bail. So at least in Afghanistan, they do have bail and are releasing them. Following the Taliban takeover in August uh, last year, the financial sanctions placed on the military group. Yeah, so we don't need to talk about that. I think we all watched the news during that time. However, Afghanistan has cracked down and banned crypto, crypto exchanges from operating within their borders. They've arrested members that were operating those exchanges, but have put them on bail. And that is going to be the last story of the day. Thank you so much for listening. This is a Saturday edition 
of the Way of Crypto podcast. If you want to support the show, forgot to mention it yesterday. I had to kind of fill in a little bit, but the best way to support the podcast is by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. If you want to support the show financially, you can do that through Patreon. We have a $3 a month tier and a $10 a month tier. You can buy a ledger through the link in the show description as well. 10% of that purchase price will go to the Way of Crypto podcast at no extra cost to you. That's another way you can support the show. If you want to find us, you can go to the show description. There's a link to my Twitter on there as well as go to thewayofcrypto.com or thewayofcrypto.crypto if you're on a Web3 capable browser, only Brave and Opera. And uh, the way of crypto dot crypto is on the Polygon blockchain. So I think it's even more limited. However, the future looks bright for Web3. And we are just kind of jumping in, jumping in for the future at this point. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye for now. And we're going to do a Sunday show as well. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.